evoke conversations about God with the budding creative. This is The Portal. Hi everyone and welcome to the last episode of the Reparenting and Christianity series. During this episode, I will look into the reparenting pillar of self-care and conclude the series under the broader question, do the principles of reparenting contradict the walk with God? Before we start with this episode, I'd like us to all just close our eyes and bow our heads as I lead us in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace on this wonderful day. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for carrying us into a new month. We hope that this month is filled with the reflection and reconnection to you. Lord, as we go into this podcast, help us, Father, to reflect upon all four of these episodes which have been part of these series. And help us, Heavenly Father, as we navigate our lives to be able to have discernment, to see whether or not the tools on this earth help us in our relationship with you or pull us away from you. Lord, we give you the honor, we give you the praise, and we give you all the adoration because you are great and you are worthy of all our praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, I have prayed. Amen. So guys, I wanted to start us off by the definition right? And the definition which I use for self-care is basically taking care of oneself from a place of love, right? And the examples of self-care which were given by the holistic psychologist on Instagram were sleep, nutrition, nature connection, which is basically connecting with nature, and movement, And although I feel as if these are really good categories to have under self-care, I do believe that they are not limited to these categories only because I believe that creativity is an essential part of of self-care. You know, peace and quiet is a part of self-care. Just feeling grounded within yourself and feeling as if you are you, essentially, is part of self-care. And I believe the reason why we call it self-care instead of care is because you, the self, are the one who defines what that self-care looks like so as long as you enjoy the activity and it makes you feel as if you are caring for one or all of your aspects of being then it counts as self-care so as i had mentioned um in the previous episode i believe that self-care is one of those topics which the world has been speaking about more and more over the last few years and i love how during this pandemic there has been a shift in self-care but a good shift where there have been more specific 
ways of doing self-care which are being shared on social media what i mean by this is that there has been a rise in what i see as self-care for black girls right where it takes into consideration the fact that there are so many intersections to the identities of black women right and therefore all those intersections in our identity need that tender loving care I have been seeing a lot of posts around self-care for parents. So how do you as a parent who now has your have your children at home 24/7 take care of yourself, right? Not only for you to be the best parent you can be and the most reassuring parent you can be to them, but also to be your best self, you know, um under this very 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 uncertain time. So that has made me feel very good and it has made me see that we as a, a human race are becoming more and more aware of what these specific things or these specific tools mean to every one of us taking into consideration our race taking into consideration geographically where we are taking into consideration socioeconomic taking into consideration our gender our sexual orientation our sexual expression um and i believe that that's that's very beautiful because every part of who we are deserves care and it deserves love and it's great to see how we are becoming more and more aware of that so when i look at self care i believe that self care and self love are intertwined because i have on many occasions used the phrase i take care of myself because i love myself or i love myself thus i take care of myself because i believe that those two things are so intertwined right and i think when we look at it in relation to relationships that we've had throughout our life starting with our most foundational relationship which is the one that we have with our parents it is very easy for us to understand that we are loved and cared for and that those those responsibilities are our parents responsibilities right until we get to a certain age but i feel that once we become young adults um it 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 sort of becomes weird right because now when we speak about self care and we speak about self love we often find ourselves feeling confused and for me it's like just going back to the basics the same way that your parents loved you and cared for you is that same way and even deeper and even further the way you should love and care for yourself because at the end of the day i believe that on this earth you are the one who knows yourself the best right because you have access to every part of yourself and like how your family members your friends um your lovers would only have access to an aspect of who you are so when i thought about connecting this to the bible i felt as if i knew that i wouldn't find anybody right because i I don't know if self-care was something that was explored during that time from remembering what I read about in the Bible I don't think it it was something that was even acknowledged you know of course the basics of self-care like taking a shower like eating were of course 
um, parts of the Bible uh, because of like the day-to-day nature of those activities. But otherwise, as a concept, I don't think um, self-care was there. And then as I was doing research, I was reminded by the prophets, specifically Isaiah, Ezekiel, and Jeremiah. And the reason why I was reminded of the prophets is because I feel as if when we understand what self-care looks like for ourselves, we understand what aspects are parts of our self-care, right? And because self-care is looking after us as complete human beings, I believe that as people or as somebody who takes my faith very seriously, um, my faith would be a very integral part of my self-care, right? And I believe that because they were prophets, um, their spirituality was a very integral part of who they are. And I believe it was an integral part of who people were in the Bible in general, but specifically with prophets, because from my understanding, they are the people who God gives messages to, which those messages are intended for them to then tell the rest of the masses or the rest of humankind. And I believe that when you are in such a role you need to be so fine-tuned you need to be so aligned with yourself that you are able to receive that message and not receive it from a place of personal bias but to receive it wholeheartedly from god as he intended it to be received and then you give that message to people so i believe that there was something so moving about how integral God was for the prophets. And the same way that self-care is integral um, for us to live our lives on a, on, on a day-to-day, but also to live our lives from a very fulfilling place. So I'd like us to open the book of Jeremiah, chapter 20, verse 9. And I'm going to be reading from the NIV, and it reads as follows. But if I say, I will not mention his name or speak any more in his name, his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. So to give a bit of context, um, so Prophet Jeremiah, right, in the first chapter of the book of Jeremiah, he is called. And so we know that Jeremiah is a prophet and he is a born prophet. So he's called by God um, very early on in the book of Jeremiah. And when we get to chapter 20, it is after he has also physically eaten the scroll which is what god wanted him the words that god wanted him to speak to um the nation that he was going to go save right and so in chapter 20 it's around the time where he he has started to be prosecuted right um as is the nature with most prophets in the bible where People deny them, they torture them, um, and they don't want to believe the message that God is sending through the prophets. And so here in chapter 9, Jeremiah is speaking about how 
he does not want to speak of God, even if he decides to not speak of God, even if he decides to not make mention of God's name. But him and God are so intertwined that the word of God is in his heart and it is shut up in his bones. And as a person who is obsessed with words, I found the imagery of that so moving because he says, his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. So already just thinking or imagining fire we can think of the heat, we can think of the power which fire has, but now imagine fire being contained within one's bones, you know, within one's structure, because I, I believe that as much as the Bible is literal, at times it is also very metaphoric, because I believe that the way in which the Bible is, is written also takes a lot from God's character. And we see how when God speaks, sometimes he can be very straightforward, but other times he can be very metaphoric and you'll need to sit and ask for discernment to be able to really break down the message and hear what he's really saying. So to think about fire which is shut up in someone's bones is so powerful because can you imagine the intensity of that? Can you imagine the life of that fire? Can you imagine what it feels like to have that fire shut up in one's bones, you know? And I found that so, 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 so powerful. And when I relate it or when I think about it in terms of self-care, it speaks of a, a part of you that is non-detachable, you know, because for him to say it is shut up in my bones, you know, you can remove someone's skin, you can remove someone's muscle, but how do you remove bone? You know, it is so, so, so integral to who the person is. And I believe as we look at reparenting, right, and reparenting being that psychological method of then fulfilling the needs and the wants which were overlooked in our childhood, it seems so important, but also it for me speaks volumes in that it feels like a return. So it doesn't mean that your needs and your wants were never fulfilled. Sure, they were fulfilled, but maybe your tank was half full, you know? And now you have the power through reparenting to then be able to go back and fill up your tank. And for me, while I've been doing reparenting for almost a year now, I have felt that very much in my bones. I have felt that it has been a returning to my authentic self. It has been the fulfilling of my needs and my wants in such a way that has liberated me so much. And so in conclusion, I ask myself and everyone who is listening one last time, do the principles of reparenting contradict with God or more explicitly does joy discipline emotional regulation and self-care contradict the walk with God after the exploration of the series I have come to respond no no 
the principles of reparenting do not contradict the work the walk with god i believe that having things and tools in one's life such as these is not harmful to our walk with god but rather i see how these things and these tools have helped me to foster a fulfilling life and as a young person to build what i want to be part of my life which components i feel are important enough to continue forth in my life for years to come when i started the series i was afraid i was afraid that the exploration of this entire series that the principles of reparenting would in fact contradict the walk with god and now that i have spent 4 weeks exploring this i see that it came from a place of internalized criticism i was asking myself this because i had internalized a lot of the criticism which i got from surrounding christians this perpetual message that i ought to completely change who i am in order to be worthy of having jesus as my savior and this four part series has really encouraged me to see how that has been such a false notion i don't believe that we need to change completely in order to have Jesus as our Lord and Savior in order to have faith because if we believe that God created heavens and earth and that in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 him the holy spirit and Jesus Christ came together and said let us create um human kind in our own image then surely there is a part of who you are surely the person that you are was created in the image of god therefore why is it that you need to change in order to return to that same god i am reminded of what a friend of mine said this one time when we were just speaking and she said we thank god for therapy <laughs> which i responded affirmatively and said i thank god for the tools on this earth which assist us to heal and to get to a place of our authentic selves instead of our hurt or traumatized self however i do feel that it is important to leave room for god i believe that it is important that as we heal as we reparent as we explore all these different things which we want part of our lives to have a fulfilling life to actually have god in the center you know to ask him to walk with you as you reparent if that's something you're interesting interested in or to have him walk with you as you go to therapy because i believe that god has a power to heal that nothing on this earth can encapsulate no therapy no doctors you know no medical practitioners can actually encompass there is so much power in who god is and especially so much power in his ability to heal 
So in as much as we have these tools and we are able to tap into them and we are able to use them for the betterment of ourselves, it is very important that we leave room for God. There's a prayer that I always pray when I go into such things or I learn about different um, psychological methods that are going to help me to continue to become my authentic self. And I say, dear Heavenly Father, as I am going into this, let's say as I'm going into reparenting, Lord, please stretch your hand where mine can't go. Please heal the parts which I don't even think of healing. Please heal the parts that I don't know how to heal. And what's amazing about God's healing is that it's all-encompassing. He heals every aspect of who we are. He doesn't just heal us physically, right? He doesn't just heal us spiritually. He also heals us psychologically. He also heals our souls. So taking that opportunity to actually put him within our healing journeys is so, so, so important. So our worship for the week this week is Lord, Your Holy Ballin by the Sunday Service Choir. Guys, I have been listening to this song every day of this week. And I mean, it is a hit. It is a jam. I feel like not only is it beautiful in terms of the lyrics, but just the beat in itself. Yo! I love me some gospel music that gives me the chance to dance because I love dancing. So if there's a beat and I can dance, you better believe I am going to be dancing. So this song is, it's, it's so beautiful. And vocally, it's like, it's insane. It is insane. So please do make sure to check out that song. And also remember that you can be featured on the podcast through our worship for the week slot by sharing a voice note with me through Anchor FM about your favorite worship song and the backstory to why you love the song so much and you think the song needs to be shared with everyone on the show. Thank you all for tuning into this week's episode. Until next week, goodbye and God bless you. This is The Portal.